Good morning, this is Hot Honor Presents Empty Talk, a podcast where we talk, debate, review and create film and TV content, mainly from Britain. My name is Madhulani and I'm here with Michael Honor. Hello, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hello, how Hello, are everyone. you guys? Hello everyone, I hope you're well. Hope that you um, enjoyed your New Year's parties, yeah, and um, or New Year's chilling at homes, whatever or you did. New Year's sleeping. New Year's sleeping, sleeping into the new year. Yeah. Uh, to those that are that are isolating, we hope that you enjoyed your New Year's. Hundred percent. We're all here. Much all love together. to you and your family. Yeah, all here, all together. Um, yeah, ma'am. Yeah. So. Today's episode is an episode titled From Conception to Rejection. Conception to Rejection. So what we're going to be doing, essentially, it's a double story time where we're going to be discussing um, a script that Michael and I have written. Yes. And um, we're going to basically be talking about its conception, yeah. the writing process, yeah. sending out to production companies. Yeah. And seeing how we got to the stage of being rejected. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. everything in life is as smooth sailing as you want it to be. Of course not. We've learned the hard way. Not everything in life is as open doors as we want it to be. But we know that just because one door doesn't open, it doesn't yeah. mean that other doors won't open. Very true. So... We're here to discuss the concept of a project. Yeah. To yeah. The rejection of that project. Exactly. And and I think I think this will be a really cool one for everyone listening that is trying to write, trying to get things out there because it it can it's a really brutal process and you do this with it's like killing babies. It's like you make a baby every every month and then you send it out to slaughter. And um, it usually comes back dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, with lots of notes of how it could have been a better looking baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's what it what it is sometimes. Yeah, so, that's literally yeah, what man. it is. Um, yeah. but you know we're really grateful for that for the opportunity to so be able grateful. to even write and yeah, send man. things out. I think that's something that we need to definitely throw out into the atmosphere. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah I think that. You know, we're really grateful for, I guess, the freedom to be creative. Yeah. And then the freedom to be able to actually send them out and have contacts that yeah. read our work to then slaughter it. 100%. 100%. But, um, yeah. So, Michael's got an amazing story for us to start off with. Uh, I don't know about that. And uh, <laughs> we will see what happens. Awesome. Okay. So, um, so the first... Yeah. So... Um, this is about a project that I wrote called Flying Monkeys, um, and I wrote it at the top of top of mm, like maybe the top of twenty twenty one, maybe by March. I think I'm, I'm March February time. Uh, yeah, during, maybe during the like second that. lockdown is when um is when third. the third lockdown. <laughs> by the third lockdown, that's when I was um writing flying monkeys yeah. basically i'd been in a bit of a funk i'd 
Spoken to our agent, Christina. Shout out to, shout out to Christina. Shout out to Christina. She's Imagine amazing. talent. She's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, man. A real, real, like, real inspiration and a great, a great person to have when in this writing situation, man. She's so, so supportive and so amazing and really, really, like, a champion of mental health as well and a yeah. champion of, of trying and and just and and trying to be as as creative as possible she's we love amazing christina. yeah man she's dope um so i was i was in a bit of a funk and i spoke to christina and i was basically um i'd been writing i'd been i, I would i basically been trying to find my film like what's my film gonna be and i kind of got to a conversation with christina where i was like let's just try and just try and write something that's gonna be like low budget that's gonna be fun that's gonna be so like short solely you and just give it a go because i've been giving her like some really big concept stuff that's just gonna cost like fucking 50 mil 40 mil 30 mil to make and um we were like okay let's just try let's just try doing something small house and maybe try a comedy you haven't done too much comedies before so um, I went away from that conversation going, okay, cool, I'll try a comedy. And then um, nothing really came. And I was trying to, I had, I had, I was trying to kind of conjure up this idea for something like a comedy. How can I make things funny? And then I got into a space of just like, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I'm a funny writer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had a lot of conversations with Imelda. We shot a couple ideas through and I just, and but nothing was landing really. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I think when you're going through this sort of, conceptualization process yeah um there's certain ideas that sometimes sound great but yeah. they don't like hit they don't like land they don't they almost like don't have any legs yeah exactly and um it's difficult to kind of like go off that you need something to really like fit if mm. that makes sense you yeah. want something to like really work yeah basically yeah 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 exactly so there was quite a few that weren't working yeah yeah um i think i i was i was really on this process of i was really i was really focused on this idea of i had i i usually ha i usually when working i usually have this thing where it's like i'll just get like a concept or an idea and the idea is usually something like um, like, like I don't know, an alien comes into a situation, or it's the zombie apocalypse, or it's a spin on a fantasy. It will always be like a direct idea, yeah. and then that will kind of then I will then start thinking about birthing um, characters and whatever and a story around it. But I always just usually have. Wouldn't it be cool if X and Y happened? Um, yeah. So 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 yeah. So I came up with this idea of. Um, um, two black people, one boy, one boy and one girl, and um, their 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 skin changing color, their skin changing colors, but changing to like a primary color or like changing to like blue and green were the ideas I had, and I just had that, and um, I was trying to write and trying to be funny, and nothing was coming. I wrote like a couple things, I sent it to you, and and nothing yeah. happened. It was it was all a bit tragic and a bit shit, and I think when I try too hard to be funny. Or try too hard with anything, like try to like really kind of get something down. Just nothing happens. But when I'm enjoying myself and just like exploring, if you will, like yeah. understanding that oh this might not work, or uh, but let's let's go here. It's a it's all better things always come out. So I was still in a funk. I was like, I know I have an idea. I don't know what I want to do with it. Um, so. I was home one day and then um, I was home one day and the craziest thing happened that literally inspired the story. Um, so I was at home. My mum had gone to Africa. 
um, for a funeral, and it was just me and my sister, and a um, package had come to my house, and um, I'd been sent, like, a birthday present by one of my very close friends, like, maybe two weeks beforehand, so I was like, oh, maybe someone sent me something, or thing. so I looked at this, and I was like, oh, my God, and um, so the, <laughs> the, um, the, <laughs> the, uh, the package had on it, my name is obviously Michael Honor, but the package had um, Michael Lord. And I was like, Michael Lord? Who's Michael Lord? So I was looking at this package, but it had my address on it. So it was like 23, da, 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 wherever I live. And um, Michael Lord. And I went, somebody's obviously like got this wrong and tried yeah. to send me a present, or um, maybe I was like drunk. And like and like misspelled it all. Tried to buy myself some shoes on Amazon. I don't know. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, it's probably mine." So I'm gonna open it. It's a big package. I open up. I open it up, and a um, big white package. I open it up, and there's loads of bubble wrap. So I'm taking off the bubble wrap. I'm taking off the bubble wrap, and then what I find is a black, like DVD case. So you know, like with DVD cases, you have like the um, you have like the the like artwork of the film or yeah whatever. the like poster the poster and the background and yeah, all that yeah, shit yeah. none of that it was just a blank black Empty. dvd case that had like it could have been spider-man and someone just taking it off yeah and it was wrapped like severely wrapped like mummified in um in sellotape now i start freaking out and i'm going oh shit is this like a is this like blackmail is this like it's a like a tape of me doing something unsavory <laughs> yeah something unsavory at uni or something like somebody trying to like get like 30k from me or whatever start freaking out and i go what the fuck is this man this is weird so um i unwrap the um i unwrap the um the i unwrap the sellotape from the dvd case and find within the dvd case is two packs of airtight sealed weed and the weed is I'm it's probably like 250 quids worth each packet and I'm looking at it and going what the absolute fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> freaking out going Jesus Christ oh my god someone sent drugs to my house I was like, are they going to come for it? What happens? I call a melder up, freaking out. I was like, it was crazy on the phone when I... Yeah, I was, um, I thought that he was losing his mind. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, get rid of it yeah. now. <laughs> I called a melder, I called my mate, and I called, uh, and, and my sister. And I was just like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So we, the idea was to hold it for a number of days to see if the person that had owned said weed would yeah, come would and come looking and for it, looking or for like, it. Yeah. and then I could just be like, hey, "Here you go, here you go. bye." I don't know who. You I are. don't know anything. So <laughs> that was the idea. Nothing happened, and then we threw it away. And um, but what was so dope about that was that moment basically inspired the conception of um, conception of flying monkeys. Yeah, which is basically which is basically the um, which is basically probably one of the wackiest stories I've ever created. Yeah, but um. Yeah, yeah, basically, Flying Monkeys, um, as it says in my pitch, um, Flying Monkeys or Mark and Brittany Go to Find a Wizard is a wacky action comedy feature film and is set in modern-day surrealist England and inspired by the hilarious and spectacular minds of Edgar Wright, the Wayness Brothers, and Eddie Murphy, pre-Norbit. 
Um, we follow Mark and Brittany, two black misfits who are both dealing with severe identity issues. Um, identity issues. Mark believes he's not black enough for his girlfriend, and Brittany believes that she is too black for romance. In an attempt to tackle their issues head on, they unknowingly smoke a tampered strain of weed, which conquers their fears for one evening. In the morning, though, their skin has changed from black to blue, which happens to Mark, and black to green, which happens to Brittany. Their only hope and a cure lies in an elusive manic drug dealer, for the wizard. Um, so, yeah, I, I was I was watching a lot of like um super bad and Euro Trip and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and kind of like an American Pie and and all of those kind of like dope movies and I just got this idea and I was like oh shit I've got like a I've got like an inciting incident and then the inciting incident worked really well which is like the drugs worked really well my concept which was this idea of like um this idea that I've, I've been on for a lot with a lot of my projects at the moment which is about identity and like the idea of not feeling black or feeling too black and and being so focused on on be pres presenting yourself in a certain way because of your color color of your skin but what happens if that skin color then changes to green or blue the one thing that you're going to want to happen is for you to go straight back to normal do you know what I mean you're going to want to look like how you look like before um so it's a really silly story and um, so I wrote, I wrote it. I wrote the first act of it. Um, it's really, I think it's really funny. Um, is it all right, Emma? There's an all right script. Uh, yeah. No, I'm joking. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great script. I think that um, I definitely, if that happened to me, I wouldn't have thought, oh, I'll put this in my artwork. <laughs> um, I would have just freaked out and been freaked out until the end of time yeah. I think that would have been it yeah yeah um but I think that what was really interesting was that you used something that happened to you as well as a concept of like skin changing color and sort of um wrote something that kind of really is really funny mm. it's like really wacky mm. and just like an enjoyable film that people can go and sort of like watch when they're feeling a little bit crappy or yeah. when they don't and also it sort of lightens the idea of identity in an yeah, interesting way yeah, and it kind yeah. of shows how trivial identity sometimes can possibly be yeah, especially exactly. when it's like based on the color of your skin it's like okay well what if i had no skin like yeah, yeah, yeah. what defines me then yeah and what happens if i'm born in china then i mean do do I like become a completely different person? Like what happens? You know what I mean, like it's just it's just it's just skin at the end of the day, and your identity is based on how on the things that you like and who you are and your personality. And um, I think that's what I was really trying to get across, and really just trying to write something funny. And um, shouts out to Christina for really pushing and to Amelda for really pushing that because I really really enjoyed it. Um, so basically moving on to the rejection part because it all sounds great now. Um, basically um. I wrote the first act, um, I wrote the project pitch, and I went, okay, cool, I've, I think I've got something here. And I was like, well, what I'm going to do is, I'm not sure where I want this story to go. So I'll just write the first act of it, and hopefully the inciting incident, the characters, and the propelling of the hero story will do enough to a investor or a development person to be like, oh, this is something could be, this is something that could be really cool. Because I was quite um, interested, I really want to, I want to direct the majority of the projects that I write, but I was like, it'd be cool to like maybe develop this with a production company or develop this idea forward. So I went, oh, we'll do that. But I had no prospects of anybody when, when I'm starting. And then um, I got sent a 
initiative by my agent where basically there was this big company that will rename unnamed that were basically working on i think it was like they were working with um actor-based production companies and these actor-based production companies so they were seeking um writing that was coming from black and brown writers of color um to kind of um diversify their um content for for the following year which would be 2022 which is the year we're in um so the, um and, and on, onwards so they're looking for like feature films of all kinds and um so i got sent it you get sent these initiatives a lot and especially like the black ones i think i'm quite um cynical about them i think i'm very cynical about them um but i was very I think, cynical yeah because it, it it kind of feels like it kind of feels like hey we're looking for a black kid is that you and it doesn't really feel like it has anything to do with your writing but nevertheless um i i was like okay cool we'll 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 um we'll do it so i got in touch with um said actor actor-based production company and i um, met some amazing people there um an amazing development person who is phenomenal and um and basically pitched um flying monkeys to them and they said and they said that they really really liked the script and said that this company were looking for scripts of that kind of regard and um were interested to basically um pitch the project on my behalf and be like hey we want to pitch this over to them so this was like one of the biggest things that had happened because of the company was so massive it's an american company and because they're so massive and it'd been one of the biggest opportunities i've been given at the time i was gassed i was yeah. like this is a stupid idea that i have literally just conjured up out of kind of a bit of depression and yeah. kind of like some wacky one-time thing happening and um that made me feel that made me feel like that made me feel so so weird so i just went yeah you guys want to send it to this company cool let's do it yeah it's kind of like it's it's kind of like one of those stories where you know you see it on like um socials and you see like when people talk about like you know the one that um you put the least amount of effort in yeah like it would be the one to like catapult yeah 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 exactly greatness and it will be your big break yeah you know, you sort of have that in the back of your mind when you're sort of like, oh my God, I've worked so hard on other things, but this thing, it was almost like fate. Yeah. You know, it was almost like, oh my God, something random that has never happened to me before has happened to me. Yeah. And I turned it into my artwork Mm. and now all of a sudden, like, it's being picked up like almost yeah. immediately after um, yeah. I've written it, yeah. and like it, it did, was yeah, just it did, so the, the process to be um that company, the company, um the actor based company were are amazing, and they um are very quick when it, which is which is not something that you're used to. You, yeah, you, if yeah. you're sending something to someone, you can expect to be waiting for about a month or so. Yeah, before yeah, they yeah. Even get back at the very you, least. At the very least. Yeah. yeah. And it is because people have lots of stuff to read and they and, and initiatives change and people and then... also, like, sometimes you're just not really their priorities. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Until you make them a lot of money, they don't really... They're, you're, like, towards the bottom of them. Yeah, money. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you're fresh talent, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially fresh talent to see what will happen if you could do something. Yeah. But um, with, this produ- with this particular pro- production company, it hasn't actually been that. And they've been really, really good when it comes to, like, following up with... Other with other opportunities and also with just like getting it reading other stuff so that's been dope so it goes to the American company um I pitch so I pitch it to the British company the British company are happy um I then speak to the head of that company they say they want to pitch it to um this American company 
I say yes. Um, my agent's happy. My mother's happy. We're all like, fuck. They then go and pitch it. This is maybe June, June 2021. June 2021. Maybe July. June, July 2021. Yeah. Then, basically, um, what happens is a month happens month turns to two months and while this is happening i'm still in conversation with the development person from the company and we're talking about other stuff and i'm sending other scripts and but whenever i'm um, mentioning the fly monkeys thing um it's kind of like yeah we've pitched it to them and but we're now waiting to hear back on them that is always like yeah no no worries it's all good so i think it gets to a point where every month i'm kind of like following up chasing up yeah chasing up and um basically then we get told for that company is going into like a massive um like restructure restructure so um the company goes into a massive restructure and we're not going to hear until maybe the end of the month maybe like christmasy time so i go okay cool that's fine and then um literally maybe a week ago or two weeks ago no a week ago a week and a week and no, a bit i think maybe the three weeks by this point Oh, so, yeah, yeah, three yeah, weeks, three, three weeks by this yeah. point, three weeks, three weeks by this point, um, I get a lovely email from um, the development supervisor, and um, she says that, unfortunately, the company have gone in a different direction, so they basically booted out all the people that they had before, loads of people have now, like, moved from the job and moved to other places, so it's now a full new team in, and those people are now going in a different direction, and they're looking for... Um, projects that are i guess like more commercial more commercial mm. which was which was weird for me because i felt like this was like maybe one of the most commercial things i'd written you... i mean i mean i don't know i don't maybe yeah. it wasn't maybe it wasn't because of like the it wasn't it wasn't straight down the middle and no. i think one of the problems i've always had and one of the gripes i've always had is i'm never straight down the middle of yeah, anything he, michael's had criticism in the past for not being straight down the middle Mm -hmm. or like he's been passed over certain opportunities because he's not straight down the middle. Yeah. But I, again, my constant thing to him is you don't need to be straight down the middle. That's not that if you're not straight down the middle, mm. you don't have to make yourself straight down the middle. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. not your job to make work that is kind of outside of what you really want to do. Yeah. Because, you know, these gatekeepers are keeping the gates closed. Well, yeah, but it is also, it is also really frustrating because you see opportunities pass. Yeah. And then you, and especially when you're starting, you kind of get to this point where you just kind of want to make anything. Mm. And, and that's quite a bad place to be because then you'll yeah. just, you'll just make anything. You'll make that means anything. whatever you can make could even be shit. Yes. And exactly. usually it will be because yeah. you'll just be like, well, depending on, on your, on your, on your, um, taste of things mm. do you know what I mean but I think if you start compromising you're not going to be making something that you're like really enjoyable exactly. about but one of the most probably the most um the best things I ever get told is people love my world building mm. and people love the stories that I tell and and so that's something to hang on to and people go don't stop what you're doing here because this is amazing but when you're you get told that after a meeting or they've just told you no and you're like well, this, um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where to where to go with this. It's yeah. it's a it's a really frustrating thing, but yeah. So that was that was a real kick to the teeth, I think, and not because of um the act the actor based production company, but because of the big company. I think it was it felt as though they were doing a like black scheme, a black scheme, and then it felt like 
the time had passed so far away from George Floyd in 2020 that they were like, that's not relevant anymore. Let's do something else. Yeah. And um, I don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of it because I haven't actually asked all the questions, but um, I do know that that's what it felt like. Yeah. And I think that that's why these, this is why I, I believe we can be quite vocal about these diversity things because these diversity things don't necessarily feel like they are, trying to perpetuate your individualism as a writer yeah. when you're black if you're another if if you're bl if you're black or you're or you're asian or you're from the lgbtq community i think it i think there is a bit of a oh yeah we want one of that because it could be sexy and i don't think you necessarily get this from the development people or from the people that you talk to i think you get this a lot from the overarching ideal of these big companies yeah. where it's like well we need more diverse work which means we need more black people so get us more black people yeah. and it's it's a hard one man it's a hard one it's a hard one i don't know the initiative might still be happening and mine just might not have been picked um, and that's another, that's another, that's, that's just as hard to swallow. Cause it's just like, well, the project wasn't good enough. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, that's, 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 um, that was the whole journey with, that was the whole journey with flying monkeys. Yeah. I think flying monkeys was a, was a difficult one. And I think one of the main reasons why it was so difficult was because it just took longer than it should have. Mm. I think if you, I hate when you send something to someone and they give, take more than like two three months to get back mm, to you mm. and then they come back and they're like oh we changed everything sorry yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. why couldn't you because like again like i think obviously it's different because these people this is their nine to five yeah but this is our like dream yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. so we're like we know we're keeping tabs on the things that we've got casted out yeah, there yeah yeah they've yeah, obviously yeah. got They've got millions. They've got hundreds of people that are reading. They've got thousands of scripts that they're reading. They're, they've had so many meetings. They probably can't even keep track of them. But yeah. us, we have a tab on them. And yeah. we know, oh, I sent my script to that person. Or yeah. I'm waiting for a response on that person, yeah. X, Y, Z. And, and it's it, yeah. difficult when after five months, they're like, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about you. There's a lot, yeah, there's we a lot changed of that. the whole company. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean... The changing the whole company thing is was was particularly hard because it wasn't. It, it, this is a freeway conversation. This is like me, the British company, then the American company. So the British company are doing everything they can to like be like, hey, um, this is what's happening, and keeping me up to date and being very good at it, which usually you don't get. You usually just kind of like, ah, so whatever. Do you know what I mean that? But I have to. I have to say they were very. They like as soon as they knew, they told me, and that's been dope. Um, but with this fucking, with this American company, man, it's like, I didn't even, I, I didn't even get to like see you. And, but then also it's this whole weird thing of when, when these companies mean so much because of their status and their name. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So then I then go, oh, it's being pitched to those people. So man, this is going to be the biggest thing ever. But and when they, it's so easy for them to just change their mind. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, but things keep moving and we're working on other stuff with, with, with um, said um, the British production company, which is dope. Um, yeah, man. So there's there's peaks and troughs, but yeah, man. It it there there are a lot of people that just waste waste time. There's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of emails that I've got a year later where someone's been like, hey, um, yeah, um, I'm so sorry, I've completely forgot about this email. I know that you're probably not interested anymore, but just wanted to email, and it's like, bro, like a year, I know, a year, a joke a year do you know what I mean 
And it's not like... And it's more than one person that has done stuff like that. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot of people. But it's what happens when you're at the bottom, man. It's what happens when you're at the bottom. You are. Yeah. You are, in fact, yeah. at the bottom. At the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, man. Um. So that is Michael's conception to rejection. It story. is indeed. It is indeed. Um. I have a conception to rejection story. It's mm. not as... Uh, straightforward, I think, as Michael's is. Mm. Um, so I have a project uh, called Olive Black, and Olive Black is one of my babies. Mm. Um, it started off uh, as a way for me to want to create a feature film. Yeah. Um. So I knew. First things first. I am a lover of Bridget Jones, and I am a lover of rom coms. I love. Um, films about love and funny films and Kate Hudson and Reese with the Spoon and you know Jennifer Garner <laughs> J Lo like I love rom coms and I queens. feel like the art of the rom com Jonathan Hughes was well, not Jonathan Hughes it's just John Hughes but mm. yeah you know uh, Sandy Bullock he he is Sandra Bullock Miss Congeniality is one of my favorite films of all time. Um, it's I love those films and I feel like there's a real art to those films even though people don't necessarily regard them as like good filmmaking or like real films yeah. but there's an art to them they make money they have an audience and I feel as though the success of Bridget Jones really proved that especially in the UK and I think that that for me because I grew up watching these films and I loved them I wanted them to be translated to someone that I could relate to. Yeah. Um, so that was in the back of my mind. And um, I wasn't going to embark on writing a feature because I was like fretting about it. I was mm. like, oh my God, I don't know if I can write a feature, all that kind of stuff. Because mm. I'm more of a, a TV writer. So I write a pilot and I want to develop longer stories for longer sort of, periods of times and you know characters going through ups and downs and ups and downs and us being along for the journey so a film for me was quite difficult because I have to shave a lot of the ups and downs and sort of really kind of condense everything into like a one one and a half mm. hour script yeah. um, which for me is a little bit difficult and I and, and not my preferred way of doing things so having said all that I had that in the back of my mind mm. And then Michael stumbled across a film <laughs> yeah. um, and he said, oh my gosh, you need to watch this film. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's a <laughs> British film um, and it was the worst thing I think I had ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was poor. It was so incredibly bad. It was so bad. It was comical. And I was like, oh my God, this, this concept Mm. deserves to be done mm. and done right mm. and put on a platform that you know people can actually respect it a little bit mm, mm, mm. um i think i think it was more than that i think it was actually about being inspired by something that i think it ignited something that you were actually going through and have been going through for all of your life and i think you were were like I wanna, I wanna tell a story that's actually, that's actually gonna be like. Well, so uh, basically, I obviously I'm a dark skinned black woman. If you didn't know, um, 
and I have been obsessed with love for since I was a child and I think a lot of me growing up um, sort of experienced a lot of colorism and witnessed lots of colorism and um, misogyny, the whole misogynoir. Mm. Um, I sort of understood that. I realized that. I know what it's like to be a dark-skinned woman um, in Britain, um, mm. within the black community, outside of the black community. Like I'm aware of all these things, and um, I think because I hold these sort of, I I hold black womanhood dearly to my chest, mm. and I think watching this film. I felt like they mishandled something that's so deep mm. and so delicate. Mm. And I really felt like, and, and watching it, I was like, I haven't actually seen anybody else do a concept like this. Mm. And I was like, and that's what sparked me. I was like, okay, let's figure something out. I was mm. like, maybe I can, you know, like write something about my own experiences or my own understanding of um, colorism and my yeah. own understanding of misogynoir and, and love tying into the idea of like my Bridget Jones and tying into the idea of like, you know, being a, um, being a black girl on the fringe of, of blackness and being mm. a black girl on the fringe of like, you know, what society says that you should be, et cetera, et cetera. So, I really kind of um, was was battling with all of these sort of concepts and, and they were all floating in my head and I was all trying to, I was trying to figure it out and I said, okay, why don't I write, I'll can, I can write this as a feature. Because mm. I was like, I have a series. It wasn't very good. This was like, what, 2020, 2019? 2019, yeah. Yeah, that's when you want to write it as a feature, 2019. Oh, actually, I don't think that's right. We wanted to write it as a feature, maybe 2018. No, no, no. Oh my God, no chance. 20, it was not 2018. Then it's, tw- then it's well, definitely it 2019. It couldn't have been 2019 because that's when we were doing Purple. So it was 2020. No, I think it was at the end of 2019. Because Purple, there was... It was oh, right. yeah. Anyway, it was some probably t- end of 2019, it's early 2020. Of 2020. Yeah, yeah, probably around that time. when we, yeah. Um, so I basically, um, I started planning and i was like right i'm gonna plan this i'm gonna plan everything Mm. um and i started thinking about who my protagonist is gonna be and Mm. i and i found a protagonist and i was like oh okay she's gonna be a beautiful dark-skinned black woman and she's like amazing and da 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 and i was like okay and her issue could be that she is going on loads of dates with um lots of different men and Mm. they are fetishizing her Mm. i was like okay Right, okay, that's good. She's going on lots of dates with lots of different men and they're like kind of, you know, objectifying her and mm. they're saying how she's a beautiful black queen and they want to have sex with her because they've never had sex with a black woman before. I was like, mm. all of those kind of kind of stereotypical things mm, that people mm. do and that things that we've seen similarly in different like um, projects like Chewing Gum and uh, Insecure mm, and stuff like that mm, and mm, like mm, the mm. fetishization of black women and the black body and things like that. You know, I studied a lot of that in um, uni whilst doing some of my dissertations and things like that. So I was kind of aware of the the easy go-tos with, you know, the objectifying of the black body and yeah. the commodification of black femalehood and stuff yeah. like that. So I was like, okay, cool. I can do that. That's fine. Um, so I was like, okay, she's, she's, she's unlucky in love and she's not doing well in the dating scene. And why don't we throw in this element of colorism with this idea that the women that are winning around her are all light skinned, really beautiful women and act in a certain kind of way. Mm -hmm. 
and this certain kind of way I was inspired by lots of the girls from my childhood who kind of were a bit more demure in the way that they behaved a lot of the light-skinned girls anyway they were a lot more demure they they maybe in my eyes as a teenager and a child I just felt like light-skinned people were favored because of the way they behaved and because of how nice their hair was and because of how I don't know like Mm. more desirable they seemed to be I don't know I just always felt like I was very frumpy and I was very large and I was very aggressive. Mm. And these light skinned girls and these white girls were very like beautiful and, and, and cute and they would giggle and be, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's definitely distorted. Well, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to, it's really hard to like kind of unpick systemic oppression when you're a kid. Yeah. You know you, I mean, I mean you, you don't just, know what it you is. You don't even know what that word is. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that I wanted to um, add that into the feature where it was a kind of, she, when she's looking at something, it is distorted because mm. that is how she sort of uh, sees it. But mm. it's not necessarily the truth, but it is how she's viewing it. It's all distorted. So then um, I'm just going through this thing and I was like, mm, I, I was like, I feel like it's missing something. I was like, I feel like it's missing something. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so what if she, I was like, oh, I love a love story. So I was like, oh, what if she's in love with her best friend? And I was like, her best friend is this guy and he is he does not like her mm. i was like and she's in love with him and he's only choosing these light skinned women to like date and he's like a super casanova player type guy and he will like sleep with loads of these beautiful light skinned women and she's like oh my god i'm pining after my best friend and i haven't told him that i'm in love with him you know the classic story like mm-hmm. best friends in love with her other best friend hasn't told him all that kind of stuff so I was like, oh, okay, that's great. And I was like, oh, and what would be even more interesting is if they don't get together at the end. Oh my God, all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then I was like, I was thinking about it and then I was like, it's still missing something. Yeah, I think that's really brought it to me. I was like, it's still missing something. And I was like, I think that what it is missing is, I was like, what I've got is a girl is unlucky in love. She's in love with her best friend. He doesn't love her. She goes on loads of dates. It doesn't work out because she's not valued and then what i was like and then what happens like how does she what what happens and then i think um i don't it gets fuzzy i I didn't bring it to you at this point i brought it to you after i think i had the first persona oh yes so what happened was i was like oh what if she changes because then i was also inspired by i have a really good friend and we were discussing years ago about how girls change based on um, the dates that they go on. So when you match with someone on Tinder or whatever, you sort of look them up and see what they like and kind of alter yourself just a tad to (laughs) what they like. And Mm. you kind of lean the conversation ever so slightly towards what they're interested in and all Mm. that kind of stuff. And um, I was like, oh, what if I take that, but I take it to the nth degree? So what if this character, Olive actually changes who she is completely because she wants to get this guy Mm, mm, what mm. if she like puts on a blonde wig and changes her accent and changes the way she dresses and changes the way she behaves because being herself isn't working so why doesn't she become another person yeah and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, that's... I was like, I think that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, then I took it to Michael and we had a conversation <laughs> about it. And as Michael does in his glorious Michael fashion... Oh, yeah. ...is 
we went back and forth with all these different ideas and we were like, what if there's more personas? Yeah, yeah. What if it's not just one? What if it's not just one? What if it's so much? And we were just like sort of like playing out and acting out. I don't know if you remember, it was on the train yeah, and we yeah, were acting yeah, out yeah. these different like ideas where it was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. what if she's like this Jamaican lady? And then, she's an Essex oh, what girl. if she's an Essex girl? And then, oh, what if she's a this? What if she's that? And then this can happen and that can happen and all yeah, this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah. okay, so she changes into five different women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. juggling all of these men and she's juggling all of these dates and da, 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 all this different kinds of stuff and I was like okay that's that yeah. that sounds really good so now I have this really like complicated yeah really complicated really horrible for her but all she's trying to do mm. is find love mm. so these are all of the concepts this is my childhood being brought in here this is the concept that I'm really passionate about being brought in this mm. is the comedic element being brought in my love for Bridget Jones mm. and how awkward she is being brought in it's everything sort of being ticked off yeah and I was like oh my god amazing so I write this feature I spend months writing this feature and I'm like, okay, this is, this is great. This mm-hmm. is a good feature. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. My first feature. And then I think I send it to, who did I send it to? I sent it to two people and I send it to like friends and stuff like that. And everyone was like, oh, it's great. It's great. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Wow. Well, I got this feature stuff written down. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And then I sent it to two industry professionals and uh, they sort of came back with some criticism. I think mm, I sent it to Christina. I think yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like that was like our first. That was well, the everything. Piece everything of work. goes through Christina before it goes to anyone else. Yeah, I think I, that was a f- that was like this was before Christina though. I had written Olive Black, and I sent it to her as like a sort of like a, oh oh this yes, is what I've written. yes 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 yeah. Yes. And um, Christina came back with criticism, feedback, and all these little bits. And I was like, oh actually, hold on, hold on a sec. I think she's. Which is a lot, which which was a lot of structural things. Yeah. It was a lot of like trying to really base this structure so that it doesn't meander in just like lots yeah. of places. It's yeah. not just like, it's not like trying to just tell a sitcom in, in a way of like just being, oh, we've got this here, oh, we've got this yeah. here, we got this here. It was yeah. like trying to give it like a through line. It was, it was, it was really good feedback. Great and feedback. then I had, uh, I had, I sent it to another um development executive actually from a pretty big company in the UK yes and uh, she I had a meeting with her and she gave me some feedback as well and it was mm-hmm. it aligned with Christina's feedback and yeah. I was like hmm and at this point in my career I hated drafting yeah yeah because I felt like I'd failed. Yeah. So <laughs> she had this really ridiculous thing where she felt Weird, like where the I was first like, thing if she I wrote didn't would be great. write it right the first time, yeah. then obviously I'm a failure. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. that's so bizarre. If you are a writer and you do not draft, draft you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fact. It's not the first draft isn't is not the one. It's not. It's the one. never the one. It could be close. It's never the one. It's it. Yeah, exactly. You must you draft must your work. Draft. You must draft. And the thing is, I think that like. And the thing is, and the thing is, sorry to cut you. The thing is, you must draft because when you get it to a development part, you're gonna get notes. Yes. And you're gonna have to draft it again, even with even a deal. With, and you're yeah. gonna have to draft it again to get executive notes. Yeah. You're gonna have to draft it again once cast members are in yeah. there. Yeah. You're gonna be drafting your shit, so you need to get used to you it. You need to get used to people sort of pulling your stuff apart and at that point I think like probably yeah at that point I was like "Mm, this was 2020 now at that point I was like no 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 whatever no 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 not doing it not doing it not doing it which is very like indie filmmaker very indie film yeah and I think that um yeah because this was my first feature and I was I I was writing I had written tv pilots already Mm. 
Which are um, doing well. Which were, yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking, I don't know whether I felt more, I was more inclined to draft TV pilots mm. than I was a feature, because a feature for me is a massive feat. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, after that, I think that I realised, I was like, there's so much I want to put in this story. Why don't I just turn it into a TV show? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn it into a TV show. I think, well, actually, I think, I think Christina had a, had a bit I of think, a hand in that as I well. I think so, yeah. I think I was like, oh, I think I'm going to turn it into a TV show. Da, 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 da. But before that, that even came about, I think I was like, oh, I'm going to do a proof of concept. Yes, a proof of concept. And sure. I was like, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a little condensed version of Olive Black and we're going to self-fund it and we're going to shoot it. It's going to be a short. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, I think I was trying to write like 20 pages, maybe yeah. even less than that of like yeah. Olive Black and what I, was, what I wanted for it, what I wanted it to look like. Yeah what I wanted it to sound like, yeah. you know, all the characters, all the elements that I wanted it to sort of contain, put it in this short film. Mm-hmm. And I maybe redrafted that short film like 500 times. Yeah. Like I think it, I redrafted it. I put it in different settings. Yeah. I redrafted it. I was applying for different, like different short characters. film funding, oh short film, this, put yeah. different characters in there, took characters out. I put, I can, I almost like my drafting training came mm. from drafting that short film. I think I think it usually comes from the babies. I think yeah. the 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 real like the real like scuffle you have with drafting comes from the babies because I think same I had the same thing with purple where it's just like you just go from idea to idea to idea to idea because you're cutting off all of the fat yeah. of the ones that you love the most because you're like the ones that are based on you and based on the things that you want. You need to cut the fat on yeah. that because you just try and write your life. Yeah. And then I think that um, I basically was drafting so much and because I was drafting so much, I realized that actually the story in which I have with the feature has so much more potential yeah. and so much more places to go because I put her in different situations and I and I tried out the characters in different ways and yeah. they were more upset this time. They had more of a backstory on this one. They they were less friendly in this one. They were this and they were mm. and I was like, Oh, it was like she was only dating white men in one and, and yeah, Mason yeah. had a girlfriend in the other one and, and she then started dating so many different people in others and I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this story has so many has stronger legs than I thought yeah and I was like okay I'll turn it into a series yeah and I did that and I turned it into a series the feedback was also a lot more positive from the short because I think when the short got sent out just to read a lot of people were really interested in just that format of it just happening within a half an hour, 45 minutes, yeah. then, then the full story. Then the full yeah, feature, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think that... It's kind of showed just Shrimp as well, I think, as a TV writer. Yeah, I think it's got a better hook. Yeah, yeah, 100%. For TV. Yeah. There's a girl who's unlucky in love. She goes on loads of dates, it doesn't work. The person that she's in love with rejects her, so she changes her personas and she turns into a complete different person. Yeah. And it's based, and it's so based on every individual character, which is what TV is what you want in TV. Exactly, and you know and I mean? that's the thing. I love ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that one thing that was lacking in the feature mm. was um, 
everybody else didn't necessarily have anything to stand on. They it, the story was solely about Olive, yeah, and there wasn't anything about anyone else. But when it came to like writing the short and writing the TV series, yeah, it was a lot more about everyone else and yeah. how everyone else had a hand mm. in the issues in which I want to talk about. Yeah, what about the boys that are contributing to misogynoir? What do mm. they think? Mm. What are they saying about it? Why mm. are they choosing lots of light-skinned mm. women? Why is it that mm. there's a thing about black men when they get lots of money and they get some status and they marry white women when they were previously they with, on, with black women? white girl. Yeah, I mean, what what is that? What about their perspective? Do they see it? Do they not? Are they, you know? Mm. And um, what about the light-skinned woman? Does yeah. she is she aware that she has this sort of privilege? Yeah. Is she going through her own thing? After all, she is still a woman. Is yeah. she struggling to find someone? Yeah. But as a dark skinned woman, are we projecting our frustrations onto her, thinking she has everything? Is or it, yeah, is it an individual? Is it an individual issue? Or is it a collective it, issue? Exactly. So yeah. I was like, okay, well, I have all of these all really these, interesting con- concepts and questions. I have I have all of these sort of ideas and all these points of view. Okay, yeah. put them together. And let's discuss this yeah, yeah, yeah. because it is a thing. And um, I think that I really wanted to sort of really go through it. And uh, I wrote a draft of a TV series, Yeah. Um, a pilot. It was very drama heavy. Yeah, it was. Sent it to a production company. And, and, I, and I thought at this point, oh, it'll be easier to get off a drama than it would be like a kind of like dramedy thing. That I love yeah, dramedy. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, they're yeah. my favourite and I feel like I'm better at those than I am anything else. Yeah. Um, and I think I was like, oh, I'm going to do a drama because it's like more dramatic. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, it, and, work. and Olive is going to be more like, you know, sad and brooding, yeah, you know, and the work. whole thing. <laughs> and uh, I sent it over to a production company and, uh, you know, they had a lot of, kind of uh, questionable comments mm. um, about Olive. The, but the thing that stuck out to me was the structure in which they suggested. And they were like, mm. why don't you put this middle scene at the top and give it a rejig? Mm. And I was like, hmm. Mm. What, was the, what was the middle scene? The middle scene is the uh, the date scene. Yeah, yeah. Just explain to some people because people won't know what the middle so scene is. So there is a like. So there's a scene where Olive basically meets her love interest, the real love interest that makes her feel like a person and loves Olive for Olive, and um, that scene came in the middle of the first drama pilot, and um, this executive sort of said, "Okay, take that out and maybe start it there, like start it from that point of her meeting so and so, and then." Because that's really interesting. And um, I was like, no. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. I hate everything. And I was just not really receptive. Because at this point, I had done a feature mm. I re- that I had sent out. I redrafted so many different shorts that got good feedback, but nothing. Mm. I sent my shorts out to loads of different, like, short film funds mm. and short film development this. And... Um, lots of different like writing festivals and yeah. all this I spent money sending these things out yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. came of it um, and then I redrafted this drama and I was getting nothing from it I sent it to loads of different executives zero and then I think that and, and also one thing that I learned is when you're certain on an idea you won't be swayed 
Yeah. If you can justify things, you won't be swayed. So yeah. at this point, I was being so swayed. I changed it from a feature to a short. Then I went short to a drama. It was a TV series. And then yeah. it changed from the TV series to another type of TV series. And I... At first it was an hour, then it was 45 minutes, then I changed it to 30 minutes, then I changed mm. it back to 45 minutes. And mm. I was just being swayed by the feedback. Yeah. And I feel like things got really good when I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to write the story that I want to write. Yeah. I've taken all of the feedback that I've had from the beginning and I'm happy with the story that I'm writing. Yeah. So I wrote a 45 minute dramedy. Yeah. And... I restructured everything. The characters have so much meat to them. Yeah. And it is the best story for me that I feel like I have. It is funny we, in the places a, that we... I want it to be funny. It is sad in the places I want it to be sad. Yeah. It is, I feel like it will make you go, I'm going to go to the next episode. I added certain yeah. music cues that I felt like are absolutely hilarious. Really good. It's got yeah. so much of me in there, but it's got so much convention in there. We've got a clear act one, two, and three. The hook is there. It's all good. We did a, we did a lot of back and forth during the pandemic as well. Yeah. Did a lot of like on back and forth Zooms of just like reading scripts and going through and reading the characters and yeah. looking at the scenes and really breaking things down to see it, like how we can make it the best that it could be, yeah. which I really enjoyed, actually. I really that, enjoyed those I mean, on the was, black it, sessions. It, they it were really great fun. great because it was nice that... I, and getting feedback, I think, from you is one of the best parts of, like, writing things because it's mm. like, if Likewise. Michael says that it's bad, it's like, okay, there's something that I need to do here, mm. you know? And just be... Knowing that I have someone in my corner when I send it to other people is so comforting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I feel the same. I think. I think it's. There's a real good like little trio that we have where it's like we've got a really good thing where it's like it doesn't go anywhere unless Amalda reads it, and then when it goes to Christina, then it's like, oh, okay, right. I wonder what Christina's gonna say. Yeah. Christina will come back with her notes. It will go back to me and Amalda. Back to Christina. Until yeah, Christina's happy, so Christina's is like is like our gatekeeper. She's a, yeah, she's, she's our like gatekeeper. our goalkeeper. Says so like as soon as that happens, as soon as she's like cool, yeah, fucking good, great, and you get those exclamation marks in the email, yeah, then you're like, woo, send that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, which is awesome, which is really really awesome. It's yeah. a re- it's a great thing to have. It's a yeah. real blessing to have. Genuinely, and yeah. um, I think that like I'm so pleased with the version of Olive Black that I have now. And I wouldn't be able to have that if it wasn't for Christine in the beginning because she was the first person to ever give me any feedback Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. feature. And this was before we were even signed we to were, her. Exactly. Yeah. Like, she was the first person to ever say anything about yeah. Olive. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to take what you're saying. Yeah, man. And um, I she's think really, that... She's really good at that, actually. Cause yeah. I, I had the same thing with Purple where like um we sent we sent a number of scripts. I think it was like four. I think it was like two each mm. um to Christina. And um, every script got like a, this is really good, this is really good, this is really good, this is really good. And then the one that I was like hoping, which is purple, obviously, um, I was like, man, I really hope. She's like, this needs a lot of work. And um, from THC, which is probably one of my favorites and my babies, um, kind of in the same vein as Fly Monkeys, um, she was like, it's this is, I can see that you're a great writer here, but this one I really feel like needs to work. And yeah. I think she's really good at just like, at like really gently just cutting all the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you never really feel... gently slicing yeah. things out. Because you never feel you never feel slighted by it. You're you're but you're always like, yeah, no, she's right. Fuck. Yeah, Christina's <laughs> yeah, always yeah. right. That's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. like Yeah man, the... seasoned, seasoned, seasoned. Yeah. And I think that um so I think 
the the version the dramedy of Olive Black in which I have now for me I feel like is the most like it's the best version I have mm. and I and I did my pitch my series bible and it is the best sort of it 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 really is a developed piece of work yeah and yeah, 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 you yeah, can yeah. tell For that real. there's so many and I did so many I did three drafts of the final version in which I have now yeah and I'm completely unswayed at this point. Like well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't, I, I can't be swayed by Olive Black anymore because I'm like, after all of the versions in which I have, this is the version. Yeah. Um. And for me, I go, okay, I'm ready for this to be sent out. It's yeah. been sent out to many different people. I've had feedback from loads of different people. Yeah. And it's just remained the same. And yeah. I think that, um, obviously, until this point, this, this segment is called conception to rejection mm. i've had a lot of rejection for olive black mm. and it's still not commissioned yet mm. and nobody is interested enough to put money behind it just yet mm. but i know that that idea mm. is an idea that is the is packaged well well this is the, this is the thing this is i think is a really important thing about rejection is that a lot of the time, rejection doesn't have a lot to do with your own concept. Yeah. It has everything to do with where the company is and what they're looking for. Yeah. And um, we've had a lot of conversations, a lot of really beautiful conversations with some lovely fucking amazing development people, man. I wish I could shout them all out. There's some really fucking, really nice human beings out there who give a fuck about art. And they will be, they will be like, man, yeah, this isn't for us. But your what you're writing and what you're doing is amazing. Please going, please keep going, please keep saying, sending me shit. And it can we, we can talk about it in frustrated ways, and we can talk about it in amazing ways. But it is a really beautiful thing to know that like people like actually because we used to we used to be in a space where we didn't actually think where the 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 thing used to be. I don't even know if I'm a writer. I don't know if I'm a writer. Yeah. And now we've gotten over that hurdle and now been like, well, yeah, I'm a fucking writer. Now I'm just waiting for the right moment. And it's like, mm. it's just waiting for the, the right person, partnership as well. The right partnership. The person to go, what you're writing here, I really enjoy and I want to make it. And this is why you have to write shit loads of stuff because mm. you can't just bank on one project. No. You can't bank on one and, and wait for 20. I know people that bank on one project and, have been, and they're going to be waiting their whole lives. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to show that you can make other things and you can, you can dip and dive and you can be like, well, this one, I might not be able to direct it, but I can write it. Or this one, I could co-write it with someone. You need to get in the door and you need to be able to prove to people that you can bring back in revenue and income mm. and that you can bring an audience together. And then when you get trusted, like Michaela Cole has been trusted, like a lot of these writers have been trusted, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been trusted. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, yeah. When when all of these people have been trusted, you can tell that then you get Fleabags and you get I May Destroy You that are made solely in people's, for people's um, ideologies and, and, um, and their creativity behind it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ma'am. That is um, our conception. If you, if, oh, I've got a question for you. Oh. If you were to give, if you were to give, um, if you were to give advice to a new writer starting up um, about the the process of trying to get a script to a production company, what would you what would you give them? Uh, a few things. Be open to your ideas changing. Mm. 
be open to your ideas uh, being stretched. Mm. That's one of the main things. Like people will come back with feedback and people mm. will come back with notes and people will come back with comments and criticisms and whatever. You need to be in both minds where it's like, what are they saying? Is that right? Oh, actually, yeah, they're right. I didn't think about it like that. I didn't because mm. you as a writer are immediately biased. 100%. Be open to your idea changing mm. and be open to your idea being stretched. Mm. That's the main thing. Mm. And know, and also with that, you need to know when to change and when to just stretch it mm. or when to just leave it the mm. way it is. Mm. Um, that's one. Mm. Second one, draft. Mm. You have to draft. You have to draft. Mm. Drafting does not mean changing your entire script mm. and drafting does not mean editing a dialogue mm. and changing it from hey john to hey what's up john like that's not editing mm, mm, that's mm. not drafting you mm. can't just change that one line and be like i drafted this is yeah, my second yeah, draft yeah, yeah, no yeah. you have structure. to be able to um adapt the structure mm. you need to be able to see what you want to put a scene in do you want to yeah. take a scene out do characters you want wants to, and needs are they changing are they yeah what's yeah. happening is that also you need to be able to think ahead especially yeah. with tv yeah you want to be able to think ahead and be like okay where can this go yeah and then the third thing and cutting scenes cutting scenes yeah, that's something i find well. really difficult yeah. cutting scenes all yeah. part of the drafting process oh, fucking hell cutting scenes and is hard the third thing is be open to take on board a production company yeah as a writer you want a production company to take you on yeah so be open to accepting them. Yeah. Because A, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And B, you need them yeah. as much as they need you. Yeah. So be open to accepting you whatever need them more. it is. You need them more than they need you, especially when you're starting out. Yeah, when you're starting out, we're yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, definitely take on board like their ideas, especially if they're like, oh, we really want to work with you with yeah. this. Yeah. Take on board what they're saying. Take yeah. on board what they want for your project. It's yeah. it's no longer just your baby. It's yeah. yours and so-and-so's baby. It's yeah. yours and this other company's baby. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a collaborative process. So when you've yeah. written a pilot or whatever, or first act or whatever, yeah. be open to the contribution of other production companies. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, some yeah, production yeah. companies are like, yeah, just write the rest. It's fine. Yeah, yeah go on, go on. Yeah. Others are like, um, we really feel like we need to talk about this. Yep. You know, and yep. it's up to you whether you want to take it or not, but yep. be aware that that is going to happen. And also, and also being on, being on, working on, working as a second AD on TV shows, man. Um, you you continuously get new drafts of scripts. You get your you get your whites, then you get your pinks, then you get your blues, and you get your greens. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you just you, if it's an episode. Some episodes will go up like fucking eight colors. So I mean, some will go up too, but writers are always writing. Yeah. They're always writing. They're always drafting. Because you get in a room and if you're not directing it, or even if you are, someone might be like, let's change this line. Oh, I mean, I've this. seen oh, it. We need to bring it down. We need to cut down the hour. Marta, you, Marta yeah. Kaufman and David Crane and Kevin Bright on the set of Friends, while they, the actors were on in that set about to go, they were rewriting certain lines. Mm. They were going, oh, yeah, no, 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 let him say this, let him say that. Ha, 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 mm. yeah, yeah, no, that's good, that's good. Okay, put that, yeah, send it, give it to him. Mm. As they were rolling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain things that just don't hit. 
oh, yeah. there's certain things that do hit. Yeah. You might have written something and it's so funny, it's so good. Yeah. You read it six months, months later, later. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, what, what is this? I don't even get this. What yeah. is that? Yeah. Maybe it's because you saw something funny on TV and yeah, you were like, yeah, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Or you but said it in a funny voice. In a funny voice. And you can't remember that funny voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then six months later, you're like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, legit. Keep reading your work. That's another thing. Keep yeah. reading your work. You've written something, keep reading it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, Have you got any questions for me? I don't. Oh, you're shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are we supposed to help? How are we supposed to help all the new writers? I out don't. There if you can't I don't. Questions? I don't know. Yeah, You're so shit. I'm sorry. I was. I can't think. Okay. That was a lovely convo. Yeah. Okay. Um. That was our conception to rejection, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. We would love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear some comments, some notes, mm. whatever about our projects, about what you think about the way we write. Yeah. If you want to read an excerpt of one of our things, yeah, hit yeah. us up. Drop us a message, text us, tweet us, find us wherever you need to find us, and we will get back to you. Stat. Peace out. Bye. Bye. That's it for today. Make sure to follow us or subscribe to us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify, and wherever else you might find us. We love you. Thanks for helping us rewrite the British story in film and TV.